This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Hey, it's Seamus from Newhoff Media Lafayette, and this is Inside Our Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. Season one, episode nine. It's brought to you by Arconic Lafayette. If it flies or drives, we are on it. Arconic is the leader in the production of world-class aluminum products that transform the way we fly, drive, and build. Our guest this month is my friend, Kier Kreitz from Food Finders. Now, what is your official title, Kier? Because I always screw it up. I just I call you the Food Finders lady, but I know that that's oh, not what you have right. on your business card. Well, to be fair, Seamus, it has changed every couple of years. So I understand why you haven't been able to keep up with that. <laughs> but I'm the chief engagement officer, which means I oversee all of our, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, public facing our 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 programs, all the various programs that we offer across our service area, our volunteer program, anything with marketing and public relations and all that good stuff rolled up into one. Well, we will get into the food finder stuff here in a minute, but tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up, Kier? Oh, well, good question. I actually um, grew up in Lafayette. I started out school at Mayflower, but then went to Rushville. My dad took a job over in Rushville, Indiana. I feel like I grew up over there. Um, then, unfortunately, my parents split up, and I moved back over to the Lafayette area and ended up graduating from Benton Central. Benton Central. So, long story short, yeah. And then we went to, um, or I went to Purdue and studied hospitality and tourism. Excellent. How, now, were you, you weren't a breakfast clubber at Purdue, were you, Care? <laughs> Actually, Seamus, I can honestly say no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the breakfast. That's too early. And I know uh, that yeah, makes I me sound. Yeah, the same way. Yeah. It's, it, just, it's too early. I'm also kind of the person that just, you know. I kind of hit a wall and just want to go to bed, so it's not a great start my day that way. <laughs> yeah, I would think that, you know, if the game's at noon, maybe get started about 1030, that, right. that'd be me. You know, that pace yourself. That would be good for me. Just kind of, yeah, just start that way. Maybe, and I hate to say it, I, I don't follow sports too closely either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have other interests. Well, that's a, if someone says boiler up, though, you say boiler up back at them. You're I like, yeah, yeah, I went yes. there. And I, I sw- love the little songs that you guys put together. I enjoy those. Sure. Yeah. There you go. It's in my heart. My dad actually played football for Purdue in the 70s. So, oh, wow. It's in my blood. <laughs> I did. What, what position did he play? Oh, you'd have to ask. Oh, well, of um, course I'd have to ask you because it's your dad. <laughs> I know. It was split end, which I always feel like I'm getting wrong, but that literally is what he's told me. He was split end. Split yeah. end? Are you sure is it that, wasn't tight end? That, no, I'm sure. Was you he? T- I'm going to go back and be like, Dad, are you sure? Because I think a split end is what happens to your hair. Now I could be totally no, wrong too. I know. And maybe they had a position back then that they called the split I think end. I have to delete this part because I'm going to get it all wrong. I'm like, like an idiot. We don't delete anything off of the podcast, oh, no. unfortunately. It's, oh, no. it's all in there. You know what? Someone will leave something in the comments when we share it on Facebook, and then we'll know. I'm sure they will. <laughs> All right. I make an effort not to read the comments. (laughs) We are talking with Kier Kreitz, who is giving us all of her football knowledge, uh, Chief Engagement Officer for Food Finders. Um, First question, I guess, how is 2021 looking compared to 2020? We spent a lot of time talking with you uh, last year. There was a massive need. Have things changed a little bit in 2021 (laughs) versus 2020? Well, things have changed a lot. (laughs) Okay. You know, I feel like... um, We have completely, you know, you and I talked so much early on in last March during the pandemic when it was first happening. We talked every week, I think, for several weeks about what was going on. And, you know, we we just we literally had to pivot all of our programs and change everything into a better a better service model um, to make the most out of at the time 
um, not having volunteers and making the most that we could without having volunteers and still getting the food out to people to then kind of getting our feet, getting on our feet with the National Guard and be able, being able to like increase our services again. And then kind of, okay, this is our new normal. Um, we've had some great additional funding for a while. What else can we do? How do we keep making sure that we're getting food to the people in need? And, you know, I, I always say that COVID has been really um, a blessing and a curse for us um, in a lot of ways. But two silver linings that came out of it were, of course, the opening of the fish market, which I want to shout out and give a happy birthday to because our, our one-year anniversary was on Friday. Wow, that's awesome. October 1st last year. Mm-hmm. In the course of just a few months, as you do, because that's the new normal. Um, <laughs> so the fresh market has just completely changed the way that we operate, and it's been absolutely amazing. We, um, we're continuing to see record numbers of people. Um, our, the numbers of people that we're serving have not gone down. Um, we, can, you know, we can talk about those various things as well. Um, however, the experience that our clients, that the folks that we're serving that are coming into the fresh market is we're just hearing um, so much positivity from it. And from the looks on their faces and, the, and the, the, the feedback they're giving us, it's just a wonderful experience that makes them feel human again. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, that are able to kind of bring their kids in and, and get the fresh produce now. And there's milk and eggs and all sorts of great things um, that we're able to offer Um In addition to that, we have resource coordination there. So our resource coordinators are available to meet with um, the the people that are coming in for services one-on-one, helping to identify what else we can help them with that's going on right now in in their lives. And so that's a wonderful thing. Um, We've made a real effort to be more intentional on trying to reach folks from underserved populations like our Hispanic community here in town. And we've seen a nice um, increase. And the, and the folks that we're serving from the Hispanic community as well, which has been great to see. We're um, working to add more bilingual staff members to our staff. We're, you know, we're making more efforts to have bilingual um, signage and flyers and all that good stuff. So all of that has kind of come out of, you know, out of COVID. The other major change that we added or the other major program that we added was a senior delivery service. And mm. we probably talked about this before early on last year, but during the original weeks of, of COVID, we were getting a lot of phone calls for folks that were quarantined at home. They weren't able to get out and get into food pantries and things like that. And that's kind of been a program that we've always wanted to add, but we didn't think we had the staff capacity and things like that to do so. However, at the time, you know, our volunteers back then weren't able to come in and volunteer, but a lot of them were still looking for something to do to help. And so we kind of just started this, this slow and steady home delivery program where our volunteers would take a box of food and deliver it to someone. And so that worked for a while. Then we were able to get a great grant from Feeding America specifically for seniors. And now we're seeing that program really take off. And from a volunteer standpoint, it's really nice, especially for people who are still, you know, being really cautious about who they're around. Um, You don't, you just come to the food bank, grab a box, and you get a list of people that you're going to deliver them to, but it's contactless. And then at the same time, you know, it's really helping us kind of, that need for people who are stuck at home. I, I, Seamus, I, it makes me so sad to hear the stories of people that just don't have anyone else to turn to. Um, you know, we all know that that goes on and that it's out there, but when you actually are hearing those stories and they're calling in, I had a lady call our volunteer coordinator last week and she was just, she's on our program and she's just really lonely and she doesn't have anyone to talk to. And she oh, called geez. in with kind of having that conversation with our volunteer coordinator. So there's so many needs out there. <laughs> You know, it's like whack-a-mole. How do we, what do we solve first? But that has been a great addition to um, to the services that we're offering. 
And the fresh market, if you don't know what the fresh market is, what was the name of the grocery store before that? Was it Save a Lot? It was called Save a Lot, yeah. Sa- Save a Lot. And so you you have instead of the smaller pantry that everyone used to go to at your guys' actual office location. You guys have moved over to this grocery store, and it is a grocery store. There's checkers, there's a produce place, there's a dairy place. I mean, it's a it's a grocery store, but it, it, it's unbelievable. And you can see, if you drive by it, it's right on Greenbush. Uh, you can see people lining up and then going out to their cars with the great groceries. That was, I, I remember you calling me and saying, guess what we might get. And I know. Was, and I kept my mouth <laughs> so shut. I didn't say anything. He said, we still got a couple things to do. But that was a that was a big turning point. And, and um, um, you know, that's just an awesome, awesome facility. Now, how it big really an area is. do you guys cover? I'm sorry? How big an area do you guys cover? We service King County service area. So, yeah, we, we have 16 counties, although we're headquartered in Lafayette. You know, our mobile pantry program, our backpack program, um, our, our agency partner program, all these programs are operating in all 16 counties that we serve. It's a big area. There's a big need. This is Inside Our Towns, the podcast brought to you by Arconic Lafayette. If it flies or drives, we are on it. Um, one of the things that we need to be talking about and is going to be in full effect this month is driveway hunger. So why don't you tell everyone what the driveway hunger program is? Yeah, driveway hunger. This will be our 11th year for it. And driveway hunger is our fall food drive. It's a time... Um, during the year where we encourage our community and our neighbors to come out and do anything they can to support food finders and support our mission to fight hunger. So we encourage people to do food drives at their, you know, at their places of worship, at their offices, at their schools, their places of work, things like that. Um, every little bit helps and makes a difference. Our goal this year is to raise 600,000 meals Wow! Um, during the campaign. And it kicks off next Friday, actually. It kicks off um, October 5th. And it runs through December 4th. December 4th. Wow. It's a long campaign. We're going to be hearing a lot more about it. You know, one of the uh, parts of that campaign is uh, Feed the Need Day, which Newhoff Media has been doing since, I think, 2009. I yes, think that's, that's when, what I have. I, I think that's when <laughs> I got here. About that. I cannot believe it's time to talk about that again. So <laughs> we've been planning here at work. We're getting excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And that is, uh, you know, Feed the Need Day is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. The second busiest shopping day of the year the first busiest is the saturday before but there's always a purdue game getting in the way so we moved it to uh wednesday and it's a you know it's an opportunity all these uh, stations all of our stations will be broadcasting and at different uh, pay less locations we will be back at pay less this year at two of the locations which is fantastic and uh but it always feels you know you, you got thanksgiving you got family coming in and thanksgiving's all about food Right. And so that's why we strategically position it the day before Thanksgiving to pull on the heartstrings a little bit. And we make it so easy. Drive by donating. You can donate money. Um, you can donate food. And uh, we coordinate the whole thing that day. But that's a we're looking for a good feed the need day. Last year's feed the need day was went well. Crazy. But it was insane. You were quarantining, weren't you? I was quarantined. I did the whole Feed the Need Day from my studio. Well, this, it's not really a studio. The, the upstairs bedroom uh, in my right. house. And uh, yeah, it was not... We like being out and seeing people donate. And it was... Uh, yeah. it was. We watched the numbers and we knew people were donating and we gave them options to donate online, which we'll do again this year. But um, being out and being able to be, you know, Still socially distanced and fine, you know, um, but being out in the public is going to be, we're really looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, it's time to see people again. <laughs> it is It is time to see people again. It makes yeah. a big difference. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I did a live broadcast uh, not that long ago, and a bunch of people came by just to take a look at me. I was like, I haven't seen you forever, man. Oh, I'm I like, bet. Well, I, I bet. Said, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> they're like, oh, you're still here. Okay. Uh, here you. We just want to see your face. Arconic Lafayette, if it flies or drives, we are on it. They are the sponsor of our Insider Towns um, podcast. I want to talk a little bit about the volunteers because one of the things that uh, we don't talk about, well, I we do internally, but the volunteers are so important to the success of Food Finders. And I know that one of the big things last year was not being able to get volunteers. It wasn't safe to have volunteers. Um, you guys have a massive warehouse that takes a lot of volunteers, and it was a it was a real struggle. But you know, talking talk a little bit about the volunteers and what they mean uh, to your organization. We, I always tell people, we we know we can only do as much as our community supports us, and luckily, our community is very supportive of our mission. And that allows us to do so many things um, to help people in need. But we cannot do anything without our volunteers. In a typical year, we use anywhere from like 45,000 to 47,000 volunteer hours. Wow. I, I don't know what the numbers were last year. They definitely weren't that um, just because we simply couldn't. Um, we are not seeing our numbers come back yet to what they were pre-COVID, but they are, they are you know, they are better and they are starting to. But we still have a huge need Um you know, a lot of our focuses have changed. So right now it's the fresh market that needs the most volunteers. I think every shift that we have at the fresh market needs 10 volunteers to really run successfully. Um, and if you're working at the fresh market, you are dealing with the public. However, we are still, um, we have several COVID protocols in place. We're limiting the number of people inside shopping at a time. Everyone has to wear a mask still. We have, you know, protective plastic barriers at the checkout areas. Things like that to still keep people—excuse me—to still keep people safe as possible. Um, at the fresh market, so you could be working the checkout line. You could be welcoming people as they come in. You could be helping to stock shelves, stock the milk area, all sorts of different things. So I always say that's the place to go if you do enjoy being around the public and being around other people. It's high energy. It's fun. It moves fast. It's a great time. We also have, you know, kind of what I call our behind-the-scenes work, which is more of our sorting projects, our food packing, you might be packing backpacks, you might be sorting salvage food or sorting through meat or things like that. And we have also a big need in that area right now as well. And, and we it, always have other various things pop up too. We have some administrative tasks that we could use help with right now. Um, we always, we just, we have our needs change all the time, but the two biggest needs right now are definitely working in the fresh market and helping us with um, meat sorting specifically. I've been around a lot of you. Do you have happy volunteers? I know. It's weird. I mean, they're really happy people. They are. <laughs> I think they, you know, I think they really connect to our mission and they enjoy that the work that they're doing here. I think we have a really fantastic team. And because we have such a great team, I think that bleeds over. The volunteers have a good experience. Um, you know, it just it goes all the way around. So we're really appreciative of that. So what does someone do if they want to become a volunteer, if they're interested and there's like, oh, you know what, I want to, I have some free time. Maybe you just retired and you're like, man, my wife needs me to get out of the house or I need my wife to get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what can they do? How, do? how do they start the process of becoming a volunteer? Yeah, the best thing to do is to go to our website at food-finders- or I'm sorry, food-finders.org, but out of practice, um, or call us at 471-0062 and ask to speak with our volunteer coordinator. 
um, if you go to our website, there's a calendar and you can kind of look at different shifts and you can actually just sign up through the website for whatever shift that you're interested in. Each shift has an explanation of what you might be doing during that shift. The great thing is with the Fresh Market also, we've added, um, we have Saturday hours now as well as kind of evening hours. Wow. Um, so those are a couple of things we didn't have before. We also, I forgot to mention, with the, um, with the senior delivery program, we are still in need of drivers um, for that. And the great thing about that program is that you kind of get to do it at your leisure at a time of day that works for you. And it's just a, it's every other week, so like twice a month commitment on your own time to deliver food around. All right, so we got volunteers. If there's somebody who's listening to this podcast and needs assistance, doesn't even know where to start. That's one of the great things that Food Finders does is you guys help them go through the process so that they can uh, take advantage of that. So how does that process work for people who find themselves in need? Yes, um, definitely give us a call. Again, hop on the website, give us a call, or just walk in, either to the Fresh Market or here at our offices. Either way. We will, like you, we will likely put you in touch with the resource coordinator. We have a team of three right now. We're building that team out as well. But our resource coordinators will sit down with you and talk about your situation and what kind of needs that you have and kind of work through our system and our, um, our contacts and connections and things like that to help start to meet those needs. All but right. If you're looking specifically for food, then going to the Fresh Market, um, we're open Tuesday, uh, Every day, well, Tuesday through Friday at 1, and then Saturdays from 10 to 2. And so you can literally just walk right in. Again, a volunteer or a resource coordinator will greet you if it's your first time and kind of explain the process. And then you literally just get to go in and shop and pick out exactly what type of food that you need for your family and and check out. It's it's a really great, easy experience. I just had a, a, a someone in need coming into our office this morning, and she was blown away and how easy it was. So I was really glad to be able to help her with that. Well, it is a, it's a great, we love working with you guys because you guys do such a great job. Drive Away Hunger is kicking off this month. Feed the Need Day coming up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and then Giving Tuesday. Is that December 4th? Is that correct? No, that is actually November 30th. November 30th, November 30th. So Drive Away Hunger goes through December 4th. It, let's have a, a great season of giving, and uh, we appreciate everything. Keir Kreitz, Chief Engagement Officer for Food Finders. All the information you need at food-finders.org. Thank you very much, Keir. Thank you, Seamus. We just appreciate all that you guys do and partner with us. We couldn't do it without you all. Ah, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.